You're listening to the Weekend Warrior Show, presented by Cedar Sinai. We're talking to the Pavarotti of sports announcing, the great Brad Nessler. <laughs> I, saw, I saw the three tenors the other day uh, singing my way when Sinatra was still alive and he was in the audience. He looked at those three guys and just looked at him like, I don't think I'd do it that way. <laughs> but, but to some extent, you don't have to know Italian, and I don't know, but raising the voice, lowering your voice, spreading out the words and then giving the storytelling oh my god i mean it's an art it's a craft and it's beautiful when people can do it right i can't play the guitar but i know it's eric clapton playing when i <laughs> when i watch the game i just it go it, 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 you love it even more i'm jewish when I heard that Sandy Koufax was Jewish, I loved him already, but I loved him even more. But when I listen to the game or watch the game and you're doing it, you love it even more. I want, I want to ask you a question, Brad. Yep. So Joe Burrow, I can't help but feel, and then I listen to, you know, other games that you've done that you have almost a, a love affair with certain players. And clearly you're supposed to be, you know, independent and not, but, I just love that you can feel, just like Jim, the great Jim McKay did, you can somehow feel that it's personal. You really appreciate the gift, the hard work that goes into that athlete that you're talking about. Yeah, Joe's a good example. Jake Fromm here at Georgia is another example. Just some of the games I've done in the last year. But Joe, you know, the, the fact that he didn't start at Ohio State, transferred to LSU, he took over that locker room when he got to LSU immediately. And in the summertime, I kept hearing about this kid, and I said, well, if he can't start at Ohio State, how can he play at LSU coming into his junior year? And then we saw him progress and how that team got better and better in his junior season. And then nobody could predict that he would have done what he did, you know, last year. But I spent some time in the off season. I went down to the Manning Passing Academy that Archie and and, uh, mm -hmm. and Eli and, and Peyton run every year. And Joe was there, and Joe's dad was there, and Joe's brother was there. So I, I spent some time with the Burrow family. I got to know his dad really well and his wow. pretty well. And I got a little bit of more of an insight into Joe and how he ticks because he's not, you know, he he doesn't sit and smile at you and give you a bunch of garbage. He's just a really hard-working kid that got better and better and better and mm -hmm. turned himself into a Heisman Trophy winner and number one draft choice. But because I spent that time, I think, and then we did so many games and you have time to spend with them, you know, mm -hmm. Friday, the Friday before the game, you get a little tainted sometimes. I think uh, same with Tua the year before. I think mm -hmm. you spend so much time with a kid that you go, wow, he has really worked his butt off and he's just a remarkable, a remarkable kid and is having a remarkable season. And that probably seeps through when you do the game. I guess if you, yeah. if you don't like somebody, you know, you might be more likely to go, well, whatever. But uh, when you like a kid like that, I suppose it shows on the air a little bit. I once had the privilege um, 
big-time Laker fan. I did surgery on Will Chamberlain. He made me a Laker fan after I did his hip surgery. And I had Gary Vitti, the longtime trainer of the Lakers, on this show as a guest. And I said to him, after 30 years, Gary Vitti, what's the one thing that you learned being you know, the, the trainer taking care of Magic Johnson right. and Kobe Bryant. And he said to me, Dr. Clapper, the one thing I've learned is talent is overrated in sports. <laughs> and I said, oh, my God, what exactly does that mean? And he said, I've taken care of a lot of guys who could jump out of the gym. He said, and they've gone nowhere with their talent. It's the focus. It's the work ethic. That's what makes great players from good players. And I think that that's something that you must appreciate in your line of work as well as in the athletes like Joe Burrow. He's talented, but it's the work ethic that you, like your dad waking up at 1 o'clock in the morning to yeah. drive the truck, that somehow touches you, right? Yeah, and, you know, everybody sort of steals from other people. I, I, you know, I didn't create play-by-play. Play. I mean, you, you talked about Jim right. McKay. I mean, he was unbelievable. Jack Whitaker, uh, the way he spoke. Mm -hmm. um, Keith Jackson, the way Keith wrote teases. You know, I have to write teases for just about every game, and I feel like I'm getting repetitious, and I'm like, how come I can't do it like Keith? You know, some mm -hmm. of the stuff that would come out of his mouth. Dick Enberg was a storyteller while he was doing play-by-play. -play. Vince Scully, one of the greatest ever in any sport. A lot of mm -hmm. people don't realize how good he was at doing football, you know, before he became mm -hmm. just the Dodgers. And mm -hmm. There's so many guys, and, and you know, over the years, I, I think, you know, you kind of steal a little bit here and a little bit there, and it becomes part of what you do, and you know, Pat Summerall probably, I, I mentioned Ray Scott earlier, uh, Pat Summerall I still think is the best football announcer that has ever lived, and I just love the way he did it. You know, Jack Buck was a great storyteller, not necessarily when he was doing the games, but if you ever saw him at a banquet or a speaking engagement, I mean, the guy was unbelievable. So, mm. you know, you take a little bit from everybody, and I think you take some from athletes, too. You mentioned work ethic. Uh, you know, Kobe Bryant was one of the most talented players ever, but it was uh, his work ethic that I think made him one of the greatest ever. And so you got to kind of mix it all together. Yeah, you can, you can run the 40 and 4-3-8, but if you can't catch the ball or you don't work hard at it, you're just a fast guy. You know, they say Keith Jackson used to scribble on pieces of paper little vignettes, little and he'd stuff them in his, in his pocket and so that he had the confidence, he wasn't nervous when he did a game, that if there was any downtime, that he could pull something out. And <laughs> do, do you have any tricks like that or are you just... Just the notes that you take, the, the fill in the gap time. What's your process like? Um, I, I don't do the note thing at all. I mean, I have, obviously, we have all our board and all our materials out in front of us, and, and that's what you study all week. You know, I always tell my daughter, I've studied six days to take a test on Saturday, you know? So yeah, exactly. uh, it's, it's an all-week process. But I will tell you that some of my better things have been written on bar napkins. So <laughs> You know, maybe on a Friday night I have a thought, and I go, that might be good for the tease tomorrow, so it ends up <laughs> on a bar napkin. So in case that a little bit like Keith in that respect, I guess. How about drinking tea? How do you take care of your voice? Uh, yeah, I do drink tea when it gets cold, and uh, that helps sometimes. I just, I'm a water guy. Uh, I have one Diet Coke about two hours before the game, and I have one five-hour energy about uh, an hour and a half before the game, and then I just water it and can't wait till halftime so I can get to the men's room. <laughs> exactly. you got to think about all of those things. Absolutely. I never drink Well, you don't ever drink milk if you want to do a game. Uh, that's not going to work for you because that gets clogged back there, and the voice doesn't sound the way it's supposed to. Wow. Brad Nestler, 
you know, Steve Jobs was great because he saw the connection between art and science. And that's basically what I appreciate in what you're doing. You're bringing, you're a renaissance man in the sense that you recognize the art in the player and in the craft that you have in addition to the technical aspects of the sports and the sport. And that's why when people say, well, Vince Scully never played, Jim McKay never played the game, Kurt Gowdy never played the game, Pat Summerall did, but that's why you have the clout to be able to be the announcer. The the color guy's great, but you bring that art and science. Do you feel that you're doing that when you're announcing the game? Sometimes I don't realize what I said until somebody brings it up to me after the game, to be honest with you, Robbie. I've had friends say, uh, you know, great line, and I go, what are you talking about? I mean, it just, uh, Mm. sometimes it comes out and you don't realize, like you replayed that Florida ending of that Florida game, which I have heard more than once, and I got some grief about it because some people thought I was trying to make a religious statement on the last call by the Hail Mary. Mary. (laughs) My next line was full of grace, and I didn't plan that. It just was the next line of a prayer when I grew up as a kid, so that right out. and so kind of didn't know i said that until my daughter told me when i got home that day or that hit twitter or something. <laughs> so sometimes sometimes you don't know what's coming out and until you say it but anyway i appreciate you know you thinking that highly of me i can't wait to go upstairs and tell my wife that i've I got so many compliments from one person and i'm hoping that she'll give me one sometime during the- <laughs> <laughs> you know i have a daughter as well and it's so great to have those pairy ears listening to everything that you do and you get in the car and let me tell you the one person i take advice from is my daughter and, yeah uh, i think it sounds like you're the same way uh, she runs uh, i very seldom have anything on twitter or whatever and if, if it if there is something she puts it on there because i don't even know how to do it but i do <laughs> like, I guess. so she once in a while i'll send something to her and she'll go dad i think i'm going to put that i go do whatever you have to do i gotta tell you <laughs> one more story but you probably have to go to a commercial i'm gonna tell you one story about pat summerall so i'm uh, about a 12 year old kid and i'm at a viking bears game and it was in December, sometimes when they had Saturday games in December, and it was about five degrees below zero without the wind chill. My dad and two of the guys that worked for him, and we go to the game, and it's so cold, and every time Dick Butkus ran into Bill Brown or Dave Osborne, you could hear it in the third deck, which is where we were sitting. In some wow. So I go to the concession stand at halftime of the souvenir stand, and there's Pat Summerall, and he's buying oh. docking caps for he and Tom Brookshire because they're freezing to death in the booth at the old Met Stadium. I walk up and I go, Mr. Summerall, my name's Brad Nessler, and I'm going to take your job someday. And Pat looked at me and he said, good luck with that kid. <laughs> when, I, when I make it to CBS for the first time in 1990, we have an NFL seminar and we have a party and we've all got our blazers on and we're doing promos and everything and so everybody has a couple cocktails and I walk up to Pat I introduce myself I said Pat do you remember a little chubby kid back you know 18, 19 years ago that came up to you at Met Stadium and said I'm going to take your job and he kind of looks at me and says was that you? and I said yeah and he said well you're getting closer kid so. <laughs> that's fantastic oh man you know what it's a crazy world we live in right now and our job job is to really make it just a little bit better. Brad Nessler, you made a lot of people's world a little bit better this morning uh, by sharing you. all those stories. It's what a pleasure to be able to meet you this way on the radio. You got an orthopedic orthopedic surgeon in your family now for the rest of your life. Good. I really I got, appreciate I, just about every joint I have hurt, so I'll get <laughs> 
What a pleasure, and have a blessed day. It was really great to talk to you. Thanks, Doc. I'll talk to you okay. soon, man. Okay, can't wait. The great Brad Nessler. Man, this is one of my favorite guests of all time. Thanks so much for allowing me to have this show so that I can have this kind of pleasure on a Saturday morning. Coming up next, I'll take your calls. The number is 877-710-ESPN. And I got to tell you about a chocolate that I discovered that I went and got. My wife wants to shoot me. I bought so many from Trader Joe's. And I'll tell you which one. Coming up next here on the Weekend Warriors Show on 710 ESPN.